Don't worry, we have our two with us. Hello, welcome to the Weekly Song Podcast. My name is Roger Heathers, and this is the show where my co-host Declan Kitchen and I each write a song from scratch in the space of a week and bring it to this podcast to discuss the chords, lyrics, and how we wrote it. Declan Kitchener, my friend, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing fine. That was efficient. I'm not sure I approve of this level of efficiency on this show. <laughs> it sets the wrong brand image for us. So if we don't have integrity with the rest of our output, where we're just slightly useless. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I'm fine, thank you, bud. <laughs> how are well, you? Well, this is season ten now. We got to, you know, we're sponsored. We're sponsored by Pepsi now. So, oh, that's a lie. I wish we were. Just like inject it right into my veins. See, there we go. We're back on brand. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. oh man, I um, I made a really awful cup of coffee just before this podcast. I had half a cup left, and then I knew I was about to phone you, and then we were going to do the podcast. So I made another cup inside the half a cup I had, and now it's just the strongest coffee I've ever had. Oh, dude, strong coffee is the best. It um, certainly is. It is better than my sugar-free monster, which I'm only drinking because it's the first thing I had to hand when I woke up about a quarter of an hour ago. <laughs> hey, fair. Yeah. You think you think I'm bad when we used to do the uh IRL episodes where I used to have to drive down for an hour and a half. No, you're about to see <laughs> That was always a cherry Lucas aid I remember you used to get. Well, funny you should say that. Guess what I have a bottle of as well. <laughs> is it the cherry? It is the cherry Lucas aid, yeah. That's the rare stuff. Oh. Uh, it's uh, actually the one fifty stuff from the uh local uh corner shop. A big spender. Spend a little time with me. It's a pity I hate crooning music. I'd be amazing at it. <laughs> You've got a career there, son. <laughs> yeah. It had to be you. Wonderful you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so um, what we do on this podcast is we take it in turns as to whose song we listen to and discuss first each week. This week, we're discussing and listening to Declan's song first this week. Uh, Declan, what's your song called this week? Uh, good question. Um, I think it's called uh, Time and Place Where I Belong. Put some brackets wherever you feel like uh, brackets should be. <laughs> okay, let's take a listen. Can you see it in the sky tonight?
So that was Time and Place Where I Belong, Declan's song this week. Um, I really like it. Really Thank like it. Thank you. It's uh, interesting. I'm sure we'll get on to the lyrics, but interesting lyrically. Did it? Did, can I just guess? Did it start with stargazing? Um, skygazing, maybe. Not stargazing. Ah, okay. What's the difference? One's in the day, one's at night? Well, uh, the main lyrical thing sort of started when I was coming home from work. I'd had like a bit of a weird day and just where I live at the moment is at the bottom of a hill. So as you come up to the top of a hill, you get like this, if you're on the top seat of the bus, you get like this massive view of the sky. Wow. And I was coming back around like sunset. So the sky was all pretty colours. So I was just thinking, like, yeah, it might be nice just to go up that way and then keep on going up that way until uh, until you get to outer space where there's fun things and there's not terrible things (laughs) like there are down here on Earth. So it kind of started with, like, an escapism type of a theme then, eh? Pretty much, yeah. So it's it's very surface level. Like, what's it... (laughs) What the words say is what they actually mean. There are no metaphors or similes or anything going on here. That's awesome. That's really cool. So, di- so did it actually start with the lyric, or like because you were on the bus at that point, or did you already have some music in mind? Well, it started with music, but it started with different music to what it is now. This day, well, I'd ended up having just some time to try and create. Uh, some music for a song for the podcast which I'll probably send you a clip of but it was very different and it was kind of almost grand and serene but uh, as this day went on I just kept getting more and more frustrated and suddenly that didn't fit anymore so I sort of when I got home, I immediately started trying to do something more energetic, which is when you got the do 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 to try and base everything around. Mm-hmm. 
and then I knew what I wanted to write about, but I didn't actually start putting words to it once I until I had the uh, actual music and chords there. I feel there's probably not a lot to say about the song this week because it's it's not very complicated. It's fairly diatonic. It's basically based around F sharp minor. Uh, I think the most unusual thing that maybe happens in it is that there is a E flat diminished uh, a couple of times. Uh, most notably when you sort of have the break between part one and part two of the verse where it goes doom do 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 that's a E flat diminished D C sharp uh, instead of what you might normally do which would just be to have the D and the C sharp there. Nice, so a little bit more chromatic movement then at that point. Yeah, just because I thought, well, I need at least one anecdote with a diminished chord. Here it is. <laughs> so welcome. Off, funny how often we think that, isn't it, during writing. Yeah. Oh, shit, this will be a good one to talk about. Yeah, I need to provide at least one minute's worth of musical content. <laughs> I, I think it's really solidly structured. And I think, you know, you were saying, oh, there's not a lot to talk about because it's relatively diatonic, um, meaning, you know, within the scale. Um, but as far as, like, melodically and, like, the... Like I think the message it gets across of sort of escapism and, you know, correct me if I'm wrong here, but the place that we belong and that tying into the way the melody moves over the chords. I think it's one of those ones where if you had loads of complicated chord changes, it might not be quite as um, uh, translatable. Does that make sense? Like, mm. I mean, uh, it's kind of an odd one to sort of try and figure out how works with multiple parts moving because it doesn't really like uh, <laughs> even to the point of like i was trying to add a second guitar to part of it and uh just for the demo and it just didn't seem to work it is literally super super simple and just like okay sort of funky rocky thing that's it that's all it does Leave it be. <laughs> well, that's the funny thing, isn't it? Because I think recently, particularly since we did that How Would You Produce Up a Song episode of this podcast, we've been thinking in terms of like, oh, what overdubs could we put on? But then some songs, and um, I can relate this week, but I won't go into it now, but some songs are just like, oh, really, only one guitar part really fits here. If you try to put something else on, it just kind of feels a bit too much. Mm. And it just means that the song is sort of, you know, done as it is sort of thing. Yeah, I think the only kind of other thing to mention is that I use a technique in that main riff of bending a note and playing the same note like alongside it. So to clarify what I mean, the riff for that song ends up going uh The last three notes are A twice and F sharp. But the way you're doing the second one is by bending the G sharp up to an A. Ah, great. I love that kind of stuff. Which is just one of my favourite things to do while soloing, is just to bend up to um, a fretted note next to it. It's the same sort of logic that double stops work on, like the... Except you're not doing it at the same time, you're doing one after the other. Um, it's why guitar is my favourite instrument, because you, you can do that sort of thing you could never do on a piano. You can also do like a similar thing of like pre-bend the note up and release it after a fretted note. Like... There's just so many cool little tricks like that you can do uh, if you have melodies on guitars. And Definitely. that's the one trick I put into this song. I think it makes the difference instead of just going A, A, F sharp. I think having that bend there just gives it that extra flavour. Even that one little thing makes that riff so much more signature, I think. Mm, 
Yeah, because otherwise it's generic as... Well, it's still generic as, but, you know, <laughs> it would be even more generic as than it already is. I mean, it's basically just a run-down uh, F-sharp minor with, like, one chromatic note in there. I was going to ask you as well about... um Because the intro riff appears again later in the song as the sort of um, main lyrical refrain, is that fair to say? Yeah. Yeah, that was just retrofitting it and putting it on the front because um, oh, okay. I just kind of wanted to establish it earlier rather than like with vocals over it. That makes sense. I, I've certainly done that before myself, but I was wondering, yeah, if it was that way around or if it was like you came up with that intro riff first and then later on you went, oh, wait a sec, I could use that for like the end of the chorus or refrain or what have you. Well, I sort of ended up coming, musically, I ended up coming up with that riff first and it was such a challenge not to just like riff on that for like an entire verse. It's just like, no, <laughs> use this sparingly. People will get in sick of this with you. Uh, <laughs> if you keep plowing it on. And it's so tempting when you... um. You come up with something and you go, ooh, that's good. And then to not, to be so strict with yourself and not let yourself use it every time, it, it could come up. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> you, you have to exercise restraint. But yeah, that's why you end up with those sort of like funky, rocky style playing of those chords. That sort of stuff. Mm. The chorus took a little bit of work. Uh, not so much in terms of what the notes are, because it's basically a riff on F sharp minor, A and E. But in terms of like actually how to sort of sing and play it properly, because mm. I ended up writing the music for it first and it ended up sounding something like. Which um, you can hear there. Uh, which is the implied melody there. But then when you, tr when you try and actually play that on a uh, human voice, it ends up feeling weird and rushed. Which, it, it doesn't feel right, and you sort of end up rushing the words out, which is why it changed to... Like, changing them to the more of the equal length. Yeah. Which is just... Uh, it's the same notes, it's like literally one moment's change but makes it sound nicer and less of a pain in the bum to sing did that lead also to the sort of like little upward inflection you did on the end of take me to us like you kind of like slide up the pitch did it, was that because of that no that's just me being unescapably camp darling <laughs> I really like that. That's, again, another signature part of the song. I really liked that. Uh, that's not meant to be there. That's just literally because I did one vocal take and I ended up uh, messing about on it. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, I guess that's part of the song now. <laughs> that's the cool thing about doing these demos for the podcast is like we do put care into them, but at the same time you can just mess around because you're like, it's not the final version. So, <laughs> And then like if you ever do a final version, people are going to go, oh, but why wasn't that in there? <laughs> like, yeah, we like I... the camp slide up thing. <laughs> Got so bad with just like camping up my vocals if I feel that the song's not maybe not up to scratch enough. Like uh, there was stuff from Captive Audience where I massively camped it up and I had to camp it all the way back down again. <laughs> There's a title in there somewhere that's fantastic. <laughs> maybe. Um, no, yeah, I, I know what you mean. Sometimes you've got to kind of like really act out a vocal performance at the beginning to find out what shape it should be 
and then pair it back. Yeah, I can totally relate. Yeah, it's uh, it's an odd process, and you just wonder what your neighbours think of you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, man, I envy the people who don't have to sing with other people around. They must feel so sane. I envy professional musicians for the ability to be able have the money to hire out spaces where they can just feel free to create without the judging eyes of society upon them ever watching ever intruding into the creative process wouldn't it be good to visit a real studio (laughs) (laughs) it's a pity Um, we're not doing a radio show i've got a million character voices here well this this is the new radio baby this is the new radio (laughs) So is there anything else, like, lyrically you wanted to touch on at all? Or is it just sort of that concept? No, there's really nothing to talk about in this song at all. It is very surface level. It's just like, you know what's really nice? Space. (laughs) You know what might be decent is if, like, we went up there at some point and had adventures like they do on the telly box. That would be fun. I like it. It's in the traditional Declan Kitchener roster of songs that have something to do with science or space i like it science and space that's s album if that ever gets that far oh definitely yeah s and s no i was just gonna say i don't think there's anything else to say about this one this one is kind of very very simple too simple don't put yourself down son i really like it seriously i think it's a really good song you should definitely do something with it Uh, thank thank you you're most welcome Um, Unless there's anything else you can think to say about it, I suppose we'll move on to my song and take a listen. I think that probably would be the wisest cause of action because I think your song has much more you can actually say about it. I don't know. We'll see. (laughs) I'm not so sure this week. But um, my song this week is called The Closest Thing I Know and we'll take a listen to it now. I lost the thread but I remember talking to you for just a little while Over this thing time and time before 
always keeping score. really lovely roger i really like that thank you bud thank you um oh yeah we're doing a podcast i forgot um yeah i was trying to lead us back into it like (laughs) is that just going to be like the second half of this show just like i like it roger oh cheers (laughs) (laughs) just like have the listeners twiddling their thumbs for the next 10 minutes or so um, no, cheers. No, I, I appreciate you saying that. Um, no, I was just thinking about um, in the in the first verse when I go, um, cause, you know, when we just listen to it then, I go, uh, I'd do anything to get that back again. I was wondering, what does that remind me of? Like, all week that's been reminding me of something. And I realised it's She's Always a Woman to Me by Billy Joel. <laughs> that one little line. <laughs> she hides like a child, but she's always a woman to me. I was going to say always in review, but... Uh... <laughs> oh, yeah, but even always in review is influenced by She's Always a Woman to Me by Billy Joel. Everything in the end is influenced by <laughs> Billy Joel. <laughs> Billy Joel, our Lord and Saviour. <laughs> Could be Forget a title, the... that. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Forget the Beatles, you know. Billy Joel's... One... Not even Billy Joel, but Billy Joel's one song, She's Always a Woman. That's the biggest influence on popular music. It's the blueprint for all art in any form going forward. <laughs> Fatima's next job could be as Billy Joel. She just doesn't know it yet. <laughs> Skill so. reboot retrain. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, so this kind of this song started as two separate songs, or you know, more accurately, two halves of songs. Yes, you sent you sent me messages this week. I should just uh, explain for the listener. We tend to message each other when we finish the song, and I had uh, a message on the first day of writing, like, "Oh, I'm half finished. Uh, I've got half a song," which I was displeased about. So I actually finished my song this week before Roger finished his, and then just on Saturday and Sunday, like, "Okay, I've got a song. Okay, I've got two songs. Okay, I've got two and a half songs." I just kept thinking, like. <laughs> Dude, are we going for quantity here? Like, you know, <laughs> it's a it's a show now two hours long, and we need to produce some extra content. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We got those Pepsi sponsors on our back to create longer uh, content. Do you hate Coke? <laughs> um, oh, I'm in a funny mood today. Um, but yeah, so so the first one that I I messaged you on Monday, and I was like, oh, I've I think I've got a song or half a song. I think I said. That was the first part of this song that you heard, and that song was originally titled in my phone demos, you know, was titled A Lot of Seeds to Sow, because obviously that's one of the lyrics there. Perfect, no, no, I have no need for comfort, guess I've got a lot 
And that's about where it stopped. So um, it kind of goes to that part where it goes, I guess I've got a lot of seeds to sow. And then from that point, I thought I was going to play like a five chord, you know, dominant chord, and go back to the main key of the song, which um, was E major, and then do another part that was kind of like, um, I lost the thread, you know, the, like the very way the song the first starts out. So I thought I was going to go back into that and do my classic, you know, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus type of thing. Um, um, but I just couldn't come up with another... Not that I couldn't come up with another verse. It's just that I kind of left it for a few days, got busy with other stuff, and then came back to it. And I was like, I like this, but I don't have any interest in taking it any further. And then a couple of days after that, I started writing this other song, which is kind of the namesake of this song, um, The Closest Thing I Know, because I just got this lyric in my head. Because, um, you know, especially, you know, people who've been listening to the show for, for a while or have listened to stuff I've written in the past. We're so I... sorry that you've had to endure it this long, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not really like a, I don't really write schmoozy love songs, you know. Um, I, I write stuff that's like kind of romantic or in that vein sort of thing. But like, I don't really write like, I love you, you love me type of love songs that sort of thing so i thought it would be kind of like kind of funny but kind of like a bit of a poke at myself as well to write the closest thing i know to a love song uh, i thought that would be a kind of a cool title especially if i can um twist it in a couple of different ways so i came up with that and then i also had when i came up with the closest thing i know to a love song type of lyrical idea um at that point i obviously had the um a lot of seeds to sow idea and i had this riff um which i'll play to you now um, which was completely unrelated to anything and went like this. I do like that. Cheers, yeah. I mean, so, so that one's in... Can I just say, sorry. Yeah, to... yeah go ahead, go ahead. It feels almost like you could play that as um, uh, like some sort of brass instrument, like a trumpet or something like uh, over the back of like uh, a standard pop backing, which like Penny Lane knit kind of thing. How do you make me hear stuff so differently? That's a really cool idea. Good way to do that. That could be really cool, especially if like the first half of the song, the sort of um, a lot of seeds to sew part, was just an acoustic guitar like it is in the demo, and then it kicks into part two, and then the whole band comes in with a brass band. How cool would that be? I think that's a great idea. You could really like Admiral Halsey it up, like uh, where it starts off as one thing, and then Admiral Halsey notified me he had to have a bath where he couldn't get to sleep. Is that Pirates of Penzance? Nope, that is um, uh, Paul McCartney, Ram. Way off. <laughs> <laughs> Although doing part of that as like Pirates of Penzance, Gilbert and Sullivan style could be interesting. <laughs> Just have, suddenly turn around and put the Major General song there. I'm the very model of a modern Major General of information vegetable animal. <laughs> <laughs> You're just showing off you know the words. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so um, that riff, I, I came up with that riff, and it. But like I said, it was just a standalone little like, oh, I could turn this into a kind of. Uh, the way I kind of pictured it was like a kind of rock song, like "Peace of Mind" by Boston or something like that. But anyway, so and that was an A major, right? Whereas my a lot of seeds so was an E major, and they're related, but they're not the same. 
Yeah, they share notes and that sort of thing. Well, but I was A like, has three sharps in it. E has four sharps. Okay, right. So really close then. Yeah. Uh, um. So so I had that that A major riff, and I was like, okay, that that could be kind of cool. And maybe I'll write uh the closest thing I know around that. But still, I needed to bridge the gap because a, a lot of seeds to sow was an E, like I say. But then a lot of seeds to sow in, in a one demo I did, and it was really lucky I did this. It kind of like goes up to a D major um, at a certain point. That D major there that acts as the four for A major, right? So th then I had this little key. It was just this one little thing where I realized if I can use that D major to somehow get down to A major, I can put in my little Rocky riff there, the one that you said would work well on brass. And um, and uh, and then go into A major. So then I was like, okay, the closest thing I know should be in A. And then it turned out that the closest thing I know, the melody and the way the chords work, is very similar to the, a lot of seeds to sow. So I thought it won't be like two songs smashed into one. It'll sound like one song, but with slightly different feels. It's like, less of a Bohemian Rhapsody thing where it is three different songs put together, and more of something like, but like the Abbey Road medley where like they're of a tone with each other. Like, there's nothing super weird in there that sticks out. Yeah, exactly. It's like when I messaged you the other day and I said, oh, I've got like two and a half songs. And you went, oh, if you're doing your Bohemian Rhapsody or something. And I went, I wish, because it's not it's not like that sort of thing. Um, you could make them more different with production if you wanted to. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, but then like you were saying with your song, like once I put down one guitar, I was like, um, what? What, can what I do I do now? now? <laughs> do, yeah, do, what do I do now? And um, one so, five, one five. <laughs> played on like a big XXX moonshine bottle. Oh, Lisa, stop pining for your saxophone. I got you another instrument. What is jug? I didn't say stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same. I didn't say stop. <laughs> it helps Daddy think. Um, but but yeah. So and you know so uh, the the closest thing I know in a lot of seeds, in the chorus, they do this thing where they go four, and then they'll sharpen the root of that chord. So let me actually think theoretically here. So the closest thing I know um, is in A major. So the four of that is D major. So the chorus starts on D major. The closest thing I know, D major, to a love song. And then it goes up to um, E flat diminished. Um, and well, the some, same... Uh, could you make an argument that that would be D sharp over B? Uh, well, there's no B in it. So no. Sorry to ruin but, but, your, uh, your train there, of thought there. <laughs> but there, there certainly could be. Um, there certainly could be a B. I just choose not to. <laughs> I just choose not to live with B. I don't include B in any of my songs. You know that. <laughs> um, reminds me of that Simpsons bit where he goes, um, Mr. Simpson, write your own song, but don't use the notes D or A. Those ones belong to Disney. It... <laughs> <laughs> I've always loved that. That's one of my favourite Simpsons lines. Oh. But... Yeah, I mean, so yeah, that's basically it chordally. It's it's very um, in my wheelhouse as far as chords go. Let me just play you basically the type of progression it is. So if I'm playing, I won't even play the song, but like the type of progression. If I'm playing in A, um, then I'll go down to the six, F sharp minor, and then I'll make that into a, 
a seven. So F sharp seven, which leads me nicely to the B minor, which I can either go to D minor here, uh, the minor four, plagal cadence, or I can go to my five seven, E seven. Um, and you know, so I just kind of go, uh, you know, just kind of like, it's almost like a circle of fifths exercise, which is something I'm trying to avoid at the moment, but those chord changes to me, they're really appealing. You know? I mean, they appeal for a reason, because they work. They do, yeah, but I think you they can become a little samey um, if I use them all the time. So. so essentially, are you saying that next week is going to be like your Tomorrow Never Knows, where you just turn out of one chord and you're just strumming away for ages? <laughs> turn off cool. your mind, relax and float downstream. That was a terrible accent. I do apologise <laughs> to everyone in Liverpool. Not only do you have to deal with being put on the highest tier of lockdown, you now also have to deal with me being an absolute idiot. Somebody up there going, we've been cut 13% and now we're going to endure this? <laughs> <laughs> it's the last straw, right? <laughs> right, they're all in their cars now coming down to the south to get us. Uh, I really do like it. Like uh, All joking and uh, silliness aside, I do think it's really lovely. And I like the fact that it's not like... Uh, a structure that repeats, like it keeps developing which uh, just makes it flow really nicely. And the sections, you can break them up and make them more distinct, but they also flow really nicely together as a whole. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, it was a, it was an interesting one structure-wise because it starts with a verse without an intro. So it kind of goes like verse, chorus, bridge. So already you're at a bridge at the very third section. And then changes key, and then riff, verse... Chorus, verse, chorus. So it's kind of a bit of a weird one. And I suppose that's kind of the nature of combining two songs into one. Yeah. But... Like, uh, you're, you're not going to end up with something with a typical structure. I song. Sorry. Uh, what's, who said that? I don't know. No, I don't think... It, it doesn't matter if a song has a typical structure, though, does it? It's just... It's always kind of a fun thing to look back at your structure sheet or your lyric sheet and go, hmm... I wrote something a little different this week. Well, that's the thing. It's more interesting. Just means you're progressing more and like doing more adventurous things. But yeah, I really like that. I want to see that like fully produced up. I really think you could do like a early McCartney Ram era sort of thing on it, which could be really fun. Yeah, it's definitely, and I think it would be definitely fun to do it that way. But I think that's about all I can think to say about it. So, shall we move over to the next section? Should we take our drinks to the next section? Uh, sure thing. That sounds like a thing that we could do metaphorically, but physically as well, because we both have some sort of uh, liquid that we can ingest. So thank you very much for listening to the Weekly Song Podcast, uh, despite our best efforts to make the show unlistenable. Uh, if you'd like to get in contact with us, why not send us an email at weeklysongpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we always love reading emails and uh, love reading them out on the show, so if you've got anything you want to send at all, do send in that way alternatively you could leave us a comment on soundcloud you could leave us a review on itunes you could leave us likes or thumbs up or general appreciation on whatever service uh that we're we're on i have no idea how they all work because i am actually a luddite where can they find you roger and your music well lots of places lots of places fantastic and you can find me on <laughs> 
<laughs> so I'm on Instagram at Roger Heathers, Twitter at Roger Heathers. My band camp can be found at rogerheathers.com and I've got a bunch of albums there. Did a Beatles album earlier this year, like a Beatles cover album um, called With a Little Help from My Friends, which features... That was very my... good, other than the backing on two of the songs. That was Declan Kitchener, Esquire, or Muttley Esquire. I um, joke, I joke. I'm amazing. And, you and know uh, yeah, also I'm on uh, Spotify and all the streaming platforms and stuff. And um, I'm going to be releasing a, like a collection of weekly songs, like, because right now we're on season 10. So I'm going to be releasing season eight's collection, seven songs onto um, Bandcamp and Spotify and all that stuff. So give us a follow. And where can they find you, Declan? Uh, You can find me, DeclanKitchener.BandCamp.com, where I've currently got uh, my EP up, The Captive Audience, recorded during lockdown this year. You can find me on Declan Kitchener Music on Facebook and YouTube, where there are not a lot, but there's some stuff. One thing I want to point out as well is that Roger's music doesn't just comprise of his own songs as well. Uh, It also comprises a couple of band projects, so that includes uh, Dullards, that includes Pea Green Boat... Um, is there anything else that you're a part of that uh, you might want to redirect listeners to? Uh, <clears throat> no, but um, Dullards and Pea Green Boat definitely uh, on Facebook and Instagram and all that stuff. And uh, they're a kind of a different style of music, um, but definitely give us a follow. Yeah. Awesome. You may have noticed last week that both of our songs popped up in the streaming feed for the weekly song podcast just on their own without the episode around them. Uh, we do hope you enjoyed that. We are going to continue with that. Um, I know I said I was going to put mine up on my uh, SoundCloud, my personal SoundCloud, after last week's episode. Basically, what happened is that after I said that, we had a five-minute chat off-air and changed our minds. So we should be doing this going forward, and I uh, hope you enjoy them. Yeah, definitely. Um, just an extra way to listen to the songs if you like them outside of the podcast context. So about having so, yeah. to listen to us waffle on about anything and everything under the sun. <laughs> about whatever comes into our heads at length. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think that's about it for this week, isn't it? I think it is about all for this week, isn't it? Uh, and if not, it probably should be. Um, so we'll see you uh, next time with two new songs and hopefully a bit more of a coherent and less insane episode. Ta-ra. 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 Well, you'll see after this quick Pepsi advert break. You enjoy. <laughs> 